girls, I cannot tell you, as last week, I've been struggling with some uh, exacerbated levels of pain. That's gospel song, as well as a couple of other hymns, uh, Abide With Me especially. It's just kept my heart bright. Hello and welcome back to season three of the Hymn Partial Podcast, where we talk all things church music. I'm Cara Devereaux. And I'm Monet Funga, and today we will be talking to special guest Johnny Erickson Tata. We will be asking her about her new book, speaking about lament and hope in times of great suffering. But first, we want to make a brief appeal to those of you watching or listening to this podcast. If you like us, and I mean really like us, there are a few ways you can support us. Of course, like and share this episode with friends, give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're subscribed to. You can also sign up for our free weekly newsletter over at himpartial.com. Or the best way of all is to consider supporting us financially on ko-fi.com forward slash himpartial. This helps us pay the bills and will open up some more avenues for us to bring you better and better content. That's ko-fi.com forward slash himpartial to become a member today and help us keep this podcast going. I should add also that... We have a very fun bonus question with Johnny uh, that our subscribers will get to hear first. So uh, go over, sign up, become a member. It'll work. It'll work to your benefit. (laughs) Yeah. And like I, those who know me know that I'm not a crier. I'm not overly emotional, but her answer to the question did have me kind of choking up. So if you're curious, go sign up. Um, So we were really, really excited, trying really hard not to spend the entire time fangirling. But um, (laughs) yeah, we finally got around to asking Johnny Erickson on the show and she said yes. So one of the things I actually really appreciate about talking to her is that she's so down to earth. And Mm -hmm. I love that... um, her focus is on Christ and what he has done, even Mm. in suffering and even in hardship. Like she just says, you know, keep going back to Christ, keep going back to Christ. And that really encouraged me. Yes. I loved the interview with Johnny. She's just, as you say, very down to earth. Also, we, we wanted her on here to talk about her book. Um, and she just kept talking about Jesus. <laughs> so it's just so wonderful because uh, Johnny has a huge international ministry and she's just been around. She's met several presidents. She's just like, you know, she's the bee's knees and she's spent time to talk to us, not about her book, not promoting all the wonderful things she does with Johnny and friends, but literally just to talk about Jesus. And I just was like, this is what a life time of following him through good times and bad looks like it just when you open your mouth like Jesus comes out like he's coming out of your pores he's just like you know so that was just I think you will be so encouraged uh by this interview and because she didn't talk about the book I'm just going to talk a little bit about it before we read her bio and show you guys the interview 
Sorry, go ahead. There will also be there will also be a link to where you yes. can buy that in the description if you're interested. You can get it on audiobook, which is really great because she reads it herself. Yes. But you can also get it in paper format, which is really cool because it has absolutely fantastic photography as well. So it's not just like a, a word book. Yes. It's got some great pictures as well. Yes. So um, her book is called... Um, Songs of Suffering, Hymns and Devotionals for a Weary Soul. Um, And it's essentially 25 hymns, and it's kind of broken into three chunks. It's Songs of Comfort, Songs of Strength, and Songs of Hope. Um, And so she will have a hymn, and then in the devotional, she actually gives a lot of her own personal testimony, but it's not just purely her own testimony. She'll give kind of historical anecdotes, and um, this might sound obvious because Johnny's written so many books, but it's also just really well written. Um, Mm -hmm. I found myself just being impressed with the kind of word pictures that she was uh, forming throughout the devotionals. It's super encouraging. If you guys are looking for a devotional to go through maybe um, a few weeks at home, this is a good, I highly suggest this, um, whether you're in a time of great joy or a time of great suffering. um, I think, yeah. If you are wanting to start family devotions or need something to help with family devotions and your family wants to learn some hymns as well, this would be a good book. Yes, exactly. Because there is um, a lot of, is a lot to glean from the devotional portion. And it's also great exposure uh, because it's a question we get asked a lot. People ask us, well, what about hymns? in regards to suffering and lament and, you know, when you're not in a great place or blah, 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 blah. And this is literally like 25 hymns right here. Um, Some of them you will know. Some of some of your favorite hymns might be um, in this book. And they'll I mean, I was surprised. There was a lot that I learned in in the book as well. So uh, definitely check it out. We're not getting paid for this. It's just a nice book. And we really, this is like right in line with what we're about here at Impartial. So we were really, really stoked. Um, and you could buy that over at johnnyandfriends.org. So we'll give a brief intro to her and then we will jump right into the interview. Johnny Erickson Tada is founder and CEO of Johnny and Friends, an organization that provides Christian outreach in the disability community. Johnny and Friends provides practical support and spiritual help to special needs families worldwide. Johnny is the author of numerous best-selling books, including Johnny and Ken, An Untold Love Story, Diamonds in the Dust, and The Gold Medallion, award-winning When God Weeps. Johnny and her husband, Ken, reside in Calabasas, California. For more information, visit www.johnnyandfriends.org. All right, Johnny, welcome to the show. It's good to be with you. And, uh, oh, Monet and I'm just so grateful that you girls are all about uh, pumping up the hymns of faith and uh, putting them out there for a new generation to be excited about. Thank you for that, <laughs> girls. Oh uh, well, thank you. We have really been enjoying your latest book. Um, I have actually been listening to it on audiobook, which has been a wonderful, wonderful treat. Same. 
just because we get to hear your voice, we get to hear you sing, and that's actually like a really special treat, like on top of the devotions. Um, but for our listeners who are like, what are you talking about? Why don't you tell us a little bit about Songs of Suffering, hymns and devotionals for a weary soul? Uh, you know, how did how did that come about? What's the heart behind it? Okay, well, the book is called Songs of Suffering. And Monet, I'm so grateful you're listening to the audio page. My voice sounds so old and croaky. I'm just so grateful that anybody <laughs> under the age of 30 is listening to the to the audio no, pages of no, Songs no, of no. Suffering. <laughs> well, and, and Kara, when, when people ask about my uh, persistent smile, and again, I'm sitting in a wheelchair. I've uh, been a quadriplegic for 55 years. When they ask about my smile, I always say, you know, I have learned to sing my way through suffering. Mm. And uh, that's because my disability is, is tiresome. Mm. Uh, I don't have use of my hands or legs that can wear me down. It can wear me out. Sometimes I feel like caving and sitting in a wheelchair or lying in bed with my chronic pain. Uh, sometimes uh, my brain feels so foggy, I'm unable to mentally put two words together in a prayer. At least, girls, I can sing hymns that I know by heart. Um, mm. When my soul falters, as it often does, uh, my chronic pain. Singing for me these wonderful hymns is a way of turning my Godward, not inward, mm-hmm. where we are so naturally humanly inclined. But I turn my soul Godward. Um, when my main, mind, mind is in a brain fog, I, I can still express my confidence in Christ through hymns that I have memorized. If I cannot speak my praise, I can at least sing my praise mm-hmm. because the hymns of the faith and you girls know some wonderful hymns, timeless hymns. They are just rich with doctrine. Uh, yes. Doctrine about justification, sanctification, heaven, mercy, and more. These doctrinal truths are the building blocks for our faith. And when my emotions drag me down in the opposite direction, uh, I keep my heart hopeful as mm-hmm. I sing these hymns that I have memorized. And girls memorize scores of hymns. I mean, my my hymnal is my prayer book. Yeah, um, it gives me such rich language for praying. In fact, um, ladies, just the other night, I was uh, lying in bed and I was I could not get to sleep. My pain was was so awful, and I started praying. Oh, rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide my in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side, which flows, be for me double cure. Save me from wrath and make me pure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting the stanzas of a hymn mm-hmm. as a prayer mm-hmm. uh, because I'm, I'm too, too hurting too badly to come up with words for myself. So I just borrow words uh, written by Charles Wesley or Isaac Watts or yeah. any other number of wonderful hymn writers from uh, centuries past. And for me, uh, the stanzas of hymns provide a a rich, rich language for praying. Yes. Amen. And also, I should add, it's a way of imprinting Christian doctrine on my heart. And so the reason I wrote Mm -hmm. The Suffering Ladies is because I want other Christians to memorize the timeless hymns for the same reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, People don't have to be musically inclined. Uh, These 
chapter 519 tells us to, quote, speak to one another. We don't have to sing hymns. We can speak another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And so why not only speak to each other, but speak to God mm-hmm. in using the stanzas of these great hymns as words of prayer. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel like um, sometimes, well, always, because I'm not very articulate, these guys say it better than me. And so when I am struggling for words, like there's nothing wrong in borrowing them from saints. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, in fact, uh, Rock of is clever for me. I love that last stanza. It goes, um, um, my oh, when I draw this fleeting breath, when my eyelids close in death, when I soar to worlds unknown. Woo! I just love that imagery. <laughs> when I soar to worlds unknown, see thee on thy judgment throne, rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. I mean, you're right, Kara. Uh, sometimes my words are so mumbling and stumbling and frail and faltering I think that uh, the hymn writers of old said it best why not borrow their language right yeah that that reminds me of um, is it Cooper uh, when this oh, when this stammering tongue. stammering tongue lies silent in the grave it's William Cowper yeah. and as our listeners may know he struggled with uh, severe depression and suicidal mm-hmm. despair uh, John Wesley his good friend not John Wesley uh, John Bunyan it was Newton. Was it Newton? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He uh, he brought uh, William Cowper into his home and uh, took care of him for many many years and came through many um, despairing uh, suicidal attempts. Just helped him up and out. He was a good Christian friend to to that hymn writer. So. Well, talking of you know illness and suffering and things, why? Do you think that the modern church, knowing the reality of suffering and pain and illness, why do you think that we tend to avoid songs that talk about suffering and lament? Well, Kara, the modern church not only avoids songs that talk about suffering, the modern church avoids suffering itself. I mean, modern Christians are so like the world in this regard, very sadly. Mm. Um, You know, they tend to medicate suffering. Drug it, mm. avoid it, try to escape it, divorce it, mm. surgically exorcise, do everything, but actually learn how to live with suffering. Mm. Now, expect this from the world, but not from followers of Jesus Christ. Right. Because he tells us that our Savior learned obedience through the things that he suffered. And we are called to follow his example. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21, quote, to this you were called. Because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. So God writes suffering into the scripts of, of all of our lives as believers because I, I think it may well be, suffering may well be God's choicest tool in, in hoping and shaping and refining us mm-hmm. and conforming us to the image of Jesus Christ. So this Kara, it's no wonder believers avoid songs of lament. I mean, how can we sing? suffering if our instincts tell us to do everything but acknowledge it or deal with it or embrace the Savior who can even be found in it. So yeah. uh, it d- doesn't surprise me at all that people want to avoid. In fact, you know this better than I do. If you look through modern hymnals, you will see mm-hmm. many stanzas about death hmm. removed or mm-hmm. stanzas about hell. They're, they're removed. 
surgically exorcised out of the hymnal text. <laughs> and how sad, because yeah. as we all know, not only is uh, life comprised of joyful moments, life uh, is, in fact, all about suffering. It's all about mm. death. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the reality of living with hardship and facing it pragmatically mm. and yet purposefully and joyfully because we have a, a Savior who has written suffering into the script of our lives for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. We definitely see those trends, like you said, not just in the hymns we sing, but in our approach to walking in this Christian life. We're so terrified um, and avoiding at all costs any discomfort even, let alone suffering. Um, And it's not like we're saying, you know, folks should go out and seek it out. You don't have to. It comes to you. Like, it's just, it's part of living. Um, But I think that's why I really have enjoyed your book so much. I think for our listeners, can you help us kind of bridge the gap and understand how hymns help Christians find hope during these times of suffering? Absolutely. You know, um, Monet, uh, when you marry a melody, a tune to words that reflect Bible truth, you, you are better able to retain that truth. Mm. And there are so many hymns which are filled with so much hope. Mm. Um, just, just joy and, and heaven and patience. And, but again, when you marry a melody to go truth, you can retain that truth so much more easily because mm. easily, our minds are programmed to remember patterns in music better than we remember patterns in words alone. Mm-hmm. Um, a, we memorize lists, right? We do it to music. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, you remember even the books of the Bible. Genesis, <laughs> Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 music helps um, facts stay ingrained in our heads. Musical patterns help our minds hold information better. Mm. And that's why I'm a big fan of helping uh, the reader memorize the stanzas of great hymns Mm. uh, because having that music and having that melody and the bible truth that is linked that melody it just it it does that romans chapter 12 kind of thing where where paul tells us not to be conformed to the patterns of this world Mm. but be transformed in your mind Mm. and so if we want to master our actions and keep our feelings from wandering down the dark path to despair and depression when we are suffering, then, uh, then, then back on memorized Bible truths that easily come to life as you are singing a hymn. Honestly, girls, when I wake up in the morning, I mean, I'm singing a hymn. Mm. Uh, I'm, in fact, I'm singing, a, I'm singing a Matt Papa, Matt Boswell thing right now. <laughs> We're almost home. <laughs> and I'm, oh, I, like I that do one. too. We're almost home. Keep pressing on for, what's it? Keep pressing toward the blessed or oh, praise the Lord. We're almost, almost home. Almost home. Girls, I cannot tell you, this last week I've been struggling with some uh, exacerbated levels of pain. That's gospel song, as well as a couple of other hymns, uh, Abide With Me, especially. It's just kept my heart bright. It's yes. kept me hopeful. 
Yeah. It's kept, kept my faith turned Godward and, and not inward. And mm-hmm. you know how it is when you when you sing a song and it gets stuck in your head. Well, yeah. praise <laughs> if that song is a gospel one. Yes. That that keeps Bible truth stuck in your head, mm-hmm. your heart. Again, it keeps your hopes bright. Mm-hmm. I think too. Yeah, I've been. Sorry, saying, go ahead, Car. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like. Um, we've had a bit of a rough patch recently. I've been singing um, I Asked the Lord That I Might Grow. <laughs> That's been a, a really great one. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know, recently I was, uh, oh, I was, well, recently, what am I talking about? I do girls about my exacerbated pain levels. And mm. so I've just had to anchor myself to truths about heaven and mercy and grace mm. to help me hold steady uh, mm. through this time of, uh, of unusual mm. pain. Mm. And I've been singing his oath, his covenant, his blood, support me in the whelming flood when all around my soul gives way. And isn't that the truth? Doesn't that happen to you? When all around our soul gives way, then is all my My hope hope and stay. stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Sing it with me, ladies. All, All other ground, ground is sinking sand. sand. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, amen. I, I, I was just going to add that everything that you said, amen, right on. Um, and there's something, there's something powerful that I can't put into words because I'm not a wordsmith in lifting your voice to sink in the midst of suffering. Like it's such a, it's such a contradiction almost because singing is a joyful thing. I mean, even if you're singing like a sad song, if you're thinking about like a secular song or whatever, it still takes like, uh, uh, I think some sort of joy to beautifully sing something and to lift your voice in lament or in trusting the Lord while you're in the midst of the valley that you're in, I think there's something just so beautiful about that. And that's, it really only comes together in worshiping God uh, that you can well, get those. Yeah. Bingo, Manet, you hit the nail on the head. I could not have said it better. And I hope our listeners remember what you said, because to sing when you're in suffering, when, when you're suffering is a contradiction. You use that mm-hmm. word contradiction. Yeah. And it's that contradiction that gives Jesus so much glory. Mm. I mean, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10 says that um, it is now God's purposes that through the church, his manner wisdom should be made known to the powers and principalities. Mm. In other words, Monet, when, when, when you sing through your suffering, which is a contradiction, when you do that, your life is like a blackboard upon which God is chalking incredible lessons about himself for the benefit mm of the heavenly host, demons, powers, principalities, all the dark forces of the universe, hmm. uh, plus the archangels. I mean, he, he is instructing the unseen world about himself, and he's glory to himself. He's saying, look at this girl. Look at her. She is suffering, and yet she is thinking about me. Yeah. That's a contradiction. That proves hmm. to, to all you unseen beings how powerful my grace really is. Mm. And and that is so powerful, Monet, what you and I hope our listeners really grab hold of that because mm. it's uh, that's the whole thing about singing your way suffering. It's a it's a wonderful contradiction uh, mm. of uh, 
a conundrum, a paradox almost. Mm. It's, it's, it's so upside down, mm. but it gives God great glory. Amen. Well, here's a question for you then. What is one hymn that has been a help to you in time, a time of great suffering? Well, I will tell you, um, when I am uh, really, really, really in pain, um, I just sing about Jesus. Because I think, as I fix my eyes on Kim, I am putting myself under the showers of his mercy. I'm placing myself in the best position to receive grace from God. And so mm-hmm. I will sing, Jesus, I am resting, resting in the joy of what thou art. I am finding out the greatness of thy loving heart. Thou hast been gaze upon thee, and thy beauty fills my soul. For by transforming power, thou hast made me whole. And I mean, I could sing the rest of the hymn, but we won't, we won't go through all that. But that, that's the hymn that has really helped me the most. Yeah. Focus on Jesus. Fix my eyes on Jesus. Mm. He who suffered and bled and died for me, can I not but thank him mm. in my own suffering? Can it not, will it not be a testimony of praise, as we were just talking about, hmm. to be a contradiction, as it were, and, and praise him in the midst of my great sorrow? Hmm. Oh, what, what great, great glory that gives him. Hmm. And, as, as an addendum, what great reward for me, because I am laying out my treasures in heaven. Yes. I am building my eternal estate. I am stretching my soul's capacity for my Savior. Hmm. Um, God is going to reward me. With a more muscular faith in Him, if I would continue to uh, sing that contradiction, you know, sing my mm-hmm. way through suffering and fix my hope on Him, Him and Him. That's why I love Jesus, I am resting, resting. It's all about Jesus, fixing my focus on Him when I'm hurting. Yeah, I find it helpful doing that as well because it reminds me, like, sometimes I can get very childish and be like, why are you making me do this, God? I don't like it. <laughs> and the truth is, when you remember, who Jesus is and what he's done, you remember that he doesn't actually ask you to do anything he's not already willingly done. Mm. Right, 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 um, Cara. And I will add to that, you know, the sooner we can get over saying to God, why have you allowed happen to me? I don't think I deserve this. I mean, I think I've lived a pretty good life as of sorts. And so why are you giving <laughs> me broadside with this affliction? I, I just don't get it. If we could only get past that, Mm-hmm. And immediately go to participating with his Holy Spirit and agreeing with him and coming into covenant with him and saying, yes, Jesus, I see you leading me into this. And you've got good plans, good purposes that I know nothing about, but I trust you. And so I'm going to sing about that. If we can immediately leapfrog to that response rather yep. than the former one about questioning him, hmm. we, not only not waste time, but we would put ourselves, as I said a moment ago, in a better position to more quickly receive the abundance of grace that is ours as Mm. we trust him. Yeah, that's so true. 
Oh man, Johnny, I wish we could have you here all day. I think we would probably end in tears, to be honest. That's what that's that's how I've been managing to get through your book is through a lot of tears. Um, but folks could buy your book over at crossway.org and also on your website, Johnny and Friends. Right. Johnny and Friends.org. That's yep. A-O-N-I-A-N-D-F-R-I-N-D-S. Johnny and Friends, Johnny and Friends.org. And pick up a copy there and all those proceeds of those sales go directly to our global ministry to reach more people with disabilities for Christ. Well, we're going to have you stick around for one more fun bonus question. If you are listening and you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, you will be missing out. Who knows when you'll be able to hear this wonderful nugget from Johnny. Uh, But until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye. Bye.